I think the way it works is if you just make enough of them, one of them is j- will just end up getting one of them traded. Is, yeah, for like a million dollars. I don't think anyone knows what is going on with an NFT. Yeah, no. There was a guy at the that the moving job I was working who was really into him, and he for like three days he tried to explain what it is to me, mm. and I was like, you you don't even fucking know what this is. I you just invested a ton of money into it. It's incredibly simple as to what it is. <coughs> you just decide like one image is the original. Or the not even the original, the authentic. Yeah, that doesn't that 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 doesn't even mean anything. But it's like everything can be a perfect copy of it. It'd be like saying like this is the original Constitution, and then even all these perfect copies, they're just not the original one. But it's not even like with art where one of them is like five hundred years old, and the other ones are just perfect copies. It's they're all none of them even exist. They're just all pictures online. Yeah, but whenever you look up. Like, if you Google it, what is an NFT, it'll tell you, like, it's a digital representation of something real. But every, every well, NFT just is just a fucking cartoon of a monkey. Well, there one, like, I heard about them, like, a year ago or something on somebody's podcast, I think. I never heard of what one was before. I think D- Tim Dillon was talking about them. Tim, you know? <laughs> Dan, do, do we bonk both of these? This one. Oh, yeah, this one's got a bonk that in it. That one's bonked as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, like, so easy. That, like, when they got the new mic at the pair, the yeah. next day it had a little dingus in it. Damn, I didn't realize how easy it was. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, putting them in this drawer, these mics, and you just or fuck them up. Or talking into them too loud. <laughs> 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 Breathing out of your nose too yeah. hard. <laughs> if you ever cough into a microphone, it fucks the whole metal up. <laughs> it's the opposite of vibranium. But I, right after the right after I heard of an NFT for the first time, like a week later, there's an article in the New York Times about one was sold at auction, like Sotheby's or whatever that auction house. They sold an NFT for like sixty eight million dollars, and it was like just a collage. It was just a bunch of internet pictures. Or maybe it was the artist's pictures. I yeah. don't know. But it was just like, I don't know, like a thousand pictures as a collage. But it wasn't even like when like a thousand pictures of like Nelson Mandela will make a Nelson Mandela. It was just random. There were no like... It's just a mess. But it's not even... It doesn't even look like it's color graded or anything. They're just completely random pictures. Yeah. And that sold for $70 million. At auction. Wow. You don't think the people in the art world buying, they're just buying it because other people are bidding on it. Yeah. The guy next to you raises his hand, so you raise your hand. Which, that makes, like... Nobody could possibly want that. I guess any complaint or, like, grievance I have with NFTs could just be... The same could be said about just art in general. But art in general, at least, like... At least with a painting, which is... I, I hate that shit. But at least with a painting, you can hang it up. Or it's old. Like... That value of it is like, oh, like I've heard of Van Gogh before. I remember hearing about him when I was a kid and he lived four or five hundred years ago and this is something he drew. There's like an intrinsic cool factor to that. It's not worth a hundred million dollars. I guess. I think it's just neat. The, the money behind yeah. an NFT is more easy to access. You can just trade it immediately and get, and get that money back. Because you don't have to sell a physical copy, you just it's email it's to like a it's an asset. Imagine it's an email easier. containing a hundred million dollars, though. 
It doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. No. None of it makes any sense. That's it's just what money is. It's just like you believe it's it, you it's believe worth it's something. It's like this so, book yeah. it that I'm reading. <laughs> he's only the monster if you believe him. <laughs> You're scared of him. Yeah. That was like I was talking to Arden. And I Did you get to the the, the the rape by the way? The child? Oh, that's not a rape. It's an orgy. It's consensual. Yeah, but it's they're all know. eleven. No, they just hinted. There's like 150 pages left in this book. They just hinted at it for the first time. Like these they two characters. Yeah, these two characters. I mean, they said it. There is like a, at the end of a paragraph, it's like they talk about how yeah. the guy gives the I've lady a really weird before. look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they hint like that it happened in the past. Yeah, because the whole book, their adult you've selves seen are the movie yeah. where it's told like child, the children's story, and then the adult story, and it's like the same things are happening twenty. It's like a cycle. Yeah, and so the book, I'm in like the climax of the book right now. It's probably gonna last like another forty or fifty pages, and it's like everything is like happening concurrently like he'll tell five pages of the final battle of the kids story and then switch to the adults and we're not even at the final battle that just all this shit is happening very very quickly yeah and so there was just a sex scene between two of the adult characters the girl and then the guy that stutters bill they just had sex and then after they did she like all their memories are coming back to them of when because they completely blacked out the past and she's just like she freaks out and like recoils from him and he's like what and she's like all of you and he's like you want all of me and she's like no i made love to all of you and i think if it would be if no one had told me because everyone has told me oh did you get to the orgy yet at the end i would be very confused but i was like hell yeah (laughs) i can't wait to get to that i just gotta see how he handles this because it's so clumsy every time that there's a sex scene yeah i can't believe that i think it's because his books are so long that no one has like the patience to read one that he doesn't get canceled retroactively (laughs) but people have been canceled for way less than this guy writes he's used so many slurs in this book so far for like only for black people because one black character and then there's the two gay characters in the beginning they get killed in like the first 50 pages and there's a ton of slurs for them but then later it's like none of them are gay but the one like the bully kid is calling everyone gay and he's just exhausted everything and so like and there's a scene a little while ago he goes to kill this guy and he goes like yeah gay boy and it's like dude you said the n-word like 500 times already it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of pulled some of the sting out of that yeah I feel like part of that is because most people just haven't read Stephen King. That's what I'm saying. They, yeah. He's he's become who he is because NYU. Yeah, but like he's become who he is because of his the movies that have been made out of his stories. No, he was famous before they were making movies. Carrie was like an instant hit. Maybe. He's only famous today because of the movies. Yeah, but, but he also 80s, he's written he fucking five thousand books. Yeah. So Carrie might have been he's an instant hit. He's written something like sixty or seventy novels, and then who even knows how yeah. many short stories? Do you ever read the one? Uh, about the like the guy who goes into his closet and is transported back to like the day before yeah. JFK gets assassinated. Yeah, is that one good? It's good for the first like the end of it. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it's a fun read in the beginning. It's cool to see how he. Did. He also like he writes about the fifties and sixties in a fun way. He you can tell he just really likes it. Yeah, 
like he likes that time period in america so just like the way he writes about like the music and the cars and the food even it's cool um but that's kind of like a departure of what he's best at which is like a monster or like a clear villain mm-hmm. and so it's this guy like going up against time is kind of the villain so it's a little bit weird but the story yeah it's good it's like if it's a 400 page book the first like 300 pages are pretty good and then it just kind of gets like silly it, it just doesn't it doesn't land very well yeah i was talking to someone at i guess the that's the same deal with the nfts just you keep writing books and you don't edit yourself yeah and just publish them and then a, a bunch of them will become american classics you will become yeah the greatest american author <laughs> with like 80 percent of your books are absolute dog shit but oh yeah you still you have a good with five or six novels in like the how library of congress written. yeah yeah it's crazy like if you read his books is like collections of short stories a lot of them are just like <laughs> that book i gave your friend um what the hell was it called your friend i think it was sarah she came over here i gave her a book everything's eventual it's like 10 they all suck they're all bad you imagine like your the first book you publish is called everything's eventual <laughs> who the fuck would buy that yeah, who the fuck are you, <laughs> you I don't name my first in barnes and noble album. and you're like Ugh. yeah not everything but most things are eventual <laughs> a stand-up comedy album. uh yeah Did i tell you uh, we went to the met the like last week me and arden uh, no we went to the Met last week, me and Arden. Thanks and for the invite, dude. Yeah, you got it. You're probably sleeping or something. And we went because Arden wanted to go see. There's a Caravaggio exhibit. Arden wanted to go see that. Yeah, he's like, I like his paintings. They're dark, just <laughs> in tone. Like they're, it's hard to see. They're really dark. They're cool. It was some of my favorite shit I saw there. But I like the stuff, the Renaissance paintings about hell. Those are my favorite paintings. Yeah, those are awesome. Hieronymus Bosch, he's yeah, my favorite yeah. painter. He's awesome. Yeah. I don't like any of the stuff he does about, like, just Jesus. But, like, when it's stuff like the Garden of Earthly Delights, that kind of tertiary painting that's done in, like, three, three whatever panels, you call that. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite painting. That's so fucking cool. It's sick, the yeah. Purgatory one and the hell one. But he had one called, like, Jesus Going to Hell. That's fucking awesome. The Caravaggio, I don't think it's, it's not Renaissance. I think it's later. But it's uh, it's really good. Like, the people are, like, look really good. Yeah. He's a very good painter. And everything's very dark. So it's cool looking in kind of a contrast with the other stuff. But he wanted to go see that. And I'd never heard of Caravaggio. I was going to tie into what we were talking about a minute ago. I'd never heard of him before like a month or two ago, but he was in the news because I'm pretty sure it was him. They like discovered, he was like a, like a 17th century painter and they think they've discovered one of his paintings is like a couple years ago. I think it was some art dealer in Spain sold a painting and whatever, you know, they had, they had no idea who made it. They thought they knew and they probably thought it was like a hundred years old. And so he sold it to some dude for like $1,500 or something like that. And the guy is like a big art guy. So he buys it, whatever, hangs it up in his house or something. Maybe he's going to resell it. Who the hell knows? And because he's plugged into the art scene, one of his art friends sees it, right? Looks at it and almost immediately is like, this looks like Caravaggio. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, word. And so they like start this process of investigating it, right? 
and it takes it was like that was a couple years ago i read the article a couple months ago and it was kind of towards the tail end of this and it's not been confirmed yet but like art experts around the world people that like they are experts because they dedicated their lives studying old paintings mm-hmm. they are all pretty much in agreement that this is a caravaggio and this happened with this guy like 10 years ago where they discovered one of his paintings and it sold for like 90 million dollars at auction and then they're like you know estimate like the market today and like blah 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 whatever like this probably go for like 150 million at auction somewhere in that neighborhood it's fucking bullshit though it's worth fifteen hundred dollars that's what they sold it for (laughs) and then it's like they just decided that it's it's not like missing do you know what i mean like it's not like they picked up they like scratched paint off it and it was like caravaggio 28 out of 50 or something you know it's not like this was a painting that was lost to history nobody even knew about this thing yeah and then somebody was like oh this looks like this could be a caravaggio and then i know it's not like this corrupt but essentially got a bunch of their friends to be like oh yeah it's like we're just gonna decide it's a caravaggio there's no way to prove it you could never prove this you couldn't prove if it's 200 years old or 500 years old but they just decide that it's a Caravaggio and then it's going to be sold at auction and the auction house is going to take like 10% of it and some fucking moron is going to buy it for $100 million and then the asshole who decided or like, you know what I mean? He's going to make like $90 million. Yeah. They're ju- it's like money. They're just deciding it's worth something and then they're trading money over it. Yeah. That's what I hate about art. I like it when the paintings are big and I like looking at like the paintings with fucked up shit at the Met. I do like it. But when you're going to be like, oh, this is just worth an exorbitant amount of money just because we decide it's worth that. Yeah, no, I'd never pay more than like $40 for no. a piece of art in my yeah. house. I don't know. Or you get them for free. I, <laughs> yeah. I fuck it. I think like there's an argument to be made like, oh, yeah, maybe like the art experts or whatever would lie they'd be like in cahoots like let's lie and say this is a caravaggio just yeah, to make money that's but, exactly what i think when i hear no that. but i think out of it like any discovery like that you could make i feel like those like art experts art people are the least likely to lie or to like be or to involve themselves in a scheme like that because they take themselves really seriously it's for so no reason yeah yeah for something that really doesn't mean anything yeah they take themselves more seriously than pretty much anyone. I like how they also believe like they're contributing to like human culture. Yeah. With this discovery. Like, <laughs> no, no one has cared for four hundred <laughs> years. That's why it got lost, because <laughs> no one gave a shit about this. Yeah, also if the artist didn't write down exactly what he meant by it or she meant yeah. by it, then it's just up to in- your interpretation, which means it's meaningless. Yeah. Then all that artist contributed to culture was like Nothing. brush strokes. Mm-hmm. which is you know cool but that's like van gogh what's so important about him is the way he painted which that's you know that's not curing any diseases or anything no. it's fucking stupid his shit does look cool though it, I do it like all looks cool. cool i don't he's hate a painter art. that's like famous that i'm like he, i actually like what he does yeah i've i don't hate i don't like picasso you don't like picasso i like picasso mm. you like salvador dali yeah What's wrong with Picasso? You don't like, you think he's getting away with something? I think it's like, I think him and Dali kind of do the same thing in my head. In that it's, what do you call that? Is it expressionist or impressionist? 
What do you call it when it's like not real? Impressionist. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They both do like fantasy stuff that isn't real. But like Picasso's doesn't look good. You know, people I think give artists a lot of slack with how their shit can look. I think it's got to look good. Dali's looks good. Like he was an excellent painter. Like he could yeah. make clocks that melt. And well, they look like what you think a melting clock would look Picasso like. Picasso was, he could, he was like an actually very talented painter. But then he's but like, he, I'm going to do this other thing. Because yeah. it's like anti-art. He invented a style. Yeah. You know, which was just breaking art down to its fundamental lines and stuff. I don't care. No. I wouldn't hang any of it in my house. I'd hang it's a Picasso. you hang a Picasso? Just because it's worth a lot of money. I guess. I don't know where would you, <laughs> you imagine having one of those in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- thought, I remember when we first moved in, I was like, we should buy like, like a, a George Washington crossing the Delaware I would size. Fuck, that's thing. my favorite painting. I would love that. Just in the Met, I that's my you, favorite thought, one to go uh, see. Your favorite one was the. But I've never the seen Bosch it. the Garden of Earthly Delights. I've never seen that one. I do Washington crossing the Delaware. If you go look at that in the Met, that it's very impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking like twenty feet tall. Yeah. It's it's a whole wall. That would be sick to have. Yeah. Fuck it, like... We just roll it up and put it behind the couch. Yeah. Like we got, it's right back there. It's covered in hair and dust. Hey, that's also because, like, art is so expensive, and it, it's worth so much to so few people who really give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. But that's all because most people are no, like, who cares about this. Yeah. That's why art thieves are the coolest thieves. Because you're not hurting anyone. You're only hurting the richest people in the world. Yeah. And you're just stealing the thing they like, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to hurt their feelings. <laughs> then you steal that art. It's like, who the fuck is going to buy this from? You, you can't, like, fence that anywhere. No. <laughs> Everyone knows, like, the Mona Lisa. Who were you going to sell that to? I was watching that. You it has it? no value other than no. what everyone, you know what I mean? You couldn't, it's like, yeah. I, have you ever seen, or you know about that art heist in, um, in Boston at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. You ever heard of that? I think it's like the most fa- like expensive art heist of all time or something. No, I don't think so. Uh, so these guys stole like 13 paintings from this museum in Boston. Was this recently? In the 90s. Oh, okay. But they're all still missing. They stole 13 paintings and like, what was it? Like a couple of them are, uh, I forget the guy's name. You'd rec- you'd, he would have oh, Rembrandt. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are like Rembrandts. So the, the, I think the total of all the paintings stolen is like $40 million or something insane. Mm-hmm. And like they were interviewing, th- there was like a four episode thing. They were interviewing all these people. Like, where do you think these pieces could be? And they were <laughs> interviewing this one lady who was like, you know, criminals, uh, and they use these paintings as a kind of insurance. It's like they'll give them, uh, they'll like give the, these paintings to someone as like collateral to be like we'll get you this we'll get you your 10 million dollars but hold on to this priceless piece of art mm-hmm. so you know that we're good for the money or something and then on like the last episode they inter- they were like explaining how these paintings are lost and may never be found and this guy was like yeah and the the weird part is it's like what the f- what can you even do with these yeah. no one will take them from you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna give you 10 million dollars in Any cash for a painting for yeah. <laughs> you could never sell it as soon as you tried to s- they're not worth anything no especially to a criminal but that's what i'm saying they're but that's like what those people to, think to flex on somebody else the yeah. only reason these have any value is so a rich person could pay a lot of money for it 
and then not even have it in their house. Donate it to a museum and then have like a placard that's be like, I'm loan from Jake Timothy. That's yeah. the whole value of it is that their other rich friends could be like, oh, Jake owns this Caravaggio or whatever. That is what an NFT is. Yeah. If you loan it to a museum. Everybody has access to this thing. Everyone can you, look at it's it. It's actually yours. But your name is attached to it somehow. Oh. Damn. They are the same thing. That would be the biggest flex ever, though. If if you watched a documentary about like a, a painting that was stolen, and then you were working, like a guy hired you to like do some work in his house, like redo his kitchen, and you walk through his dining room, and it's just hanging on the wall. A rem- and it doesn't fit like no, it the looks, aesthetic at like, all. You clearly it's stole this. Out of place. <laughs> yeah. It's a trailer, and it just has like a fucking 10-foot <laughs> by 5-foot painting on the wall. That would be very cool to yeah. see that. That'd be the only person in the world that actually enjoys the painting. Yeah. That's He's a, like the like, guy from Batman who's like stealing the rubies and throwing them on the street. Yeah. I'd like to meet the lady from the documentary. Oh, is she good looking? No. Oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's not why. <laughs> about art crime, and I'm like, I'd like to meet her. And you're like, she's got some titties, right? <laughs> No, she felt like talk to me about that fucking painting <laughs> strokes all day long. I just want to know what she thinks like criminals are like. <laughs> <laughs> They're after like treasure, yeah. <laughs> not just money. They're always like walking around like they have, like the eye thing <laughs> over, just covering eye just patch, their yeah. eyes, just eye patches. No, just like the line with the slits in it, like Zorro, <laughs> like a curly mustache. Just like villain Every masks. Every single criminal is like the Pink Panther. In the art crime community. Yeah. They all look like Pierce Brosnan. You ever see that movie? Which one? The hell was the it The Mask of Zorro? No. Have you seen that movie? I've, not, I've never seen Zorro, though. It's good. No. Yeah. It's fun, though. It's, what, it's Antonio Banderas and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, there's a movie Pierce Brosnan's in where he's like an art thief. And the movie is, the title is his, the character's name. But I can't remember what it's called. I want to say Catherine Zeta-Jones is in that too. Uh, is Ocean, Ocean's 12. Is that the one where they steal the eggs? Yeah, it's the Fabergé egg. That's the, yeah, the second one. Yeah. That's a great movie. The, uh... I think, I think Ocean's Eleven's the best one. Ocean's Thirteen is the second best one. That's the one where they steal from Al Pacino. Is that the one Bob Einstein's in? No, that's the second one. I can't remember. Wait, all right. Ocean's Twelve is the one with Vincent Castle. They like have a competition with him, right? To see who can steal the who, egg. Who can steal the egg? And yeah. If we steal it, you have to like give us. Like, yeah, he has to like give them their money back or something. That he he has some kind of dirt on them. Yeah, where like, I think they're going to go to jail essentially. Yeah, yeah. But he's like one of those thieves in that movie. He's like that type of art thief who's like dancing with the lasers and shit. Yeah, true. Yeah. What a cool life to be that. Would you be that like to be a thief? Fucking lame about it. Are you like playing music from your JBL hooked to your waist, dancing well, with the lasers? That's not how security works. They're not like <laughs> lasers that are synced up to a fucking song. That'd be incredible. A song that he knows? Yeah. He figured <laughs> out? No, he hacked the system and found the song. Oh, that's really? like what the password is. No, I don't know if that's the movie. That would be awesome. 
if they put that in the movie just for everyone to roll their eyes at like how is this any more stupid than what you came to watch i think that's a big like that's a big uh effect that movies have had on just the way people think about things what is like like something like that like all right the security system is connected to a song so if you just figure out the song i just made that up that's get, not, oh yeah, yeah but shit that shit like that is theatrical and yeah it, it works it makes a plot more interesting and shit like that but mm-hmm. now that's what leads to people in real life believing in conspiracies like oh the fucking you can see on the dollar oh yeah the triangle that's a, a clue that's the how Illuminati i know Adele is, is 500 years old yeah shit like that yeah. it's like well there are there aren't clues like right. if there are secret societies running everything they're not going to just leave clues for you yeah not for you yeah that would be like what but they for even if the Illuminati, yeah, they're just they're controlling everything, and they're like, just put a, an eye on the money, yeah, <laughs> so that schizophrenics figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be funny. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. You know how boring it would be to just be in charge of everything all the time, if like no one was just like, if you couldn't like so disarray in the society where they're like a handful of people figure it out, even make a movie about it. And you're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what the first movie was where they had like, because that's been done so many times. And that's not like based in any kind of reality where somebody had to like very sexily dance through a bunch of laser beams <laughs> to steal something. <laughs> that's been done a hundred. That's like in cartoons now. That's a trope. I don't know where that comes from. It's recent. What, I want to say that's from like the being, 90s. being sexy in movies? No, that's from a specific movie. That was done one time and then it was imitated. Because that's not something that's real. Like somebody going to steal the jewel and dancing through lasers. I wonder if it's from like Indiana Jones where he can't be in the light. You know what I mean? Those are the 80s. No, that's not the first time. So it has it's to be before that. But it was definitely something where it's like, you know... It's it was, ju- like it was just Laurel and Hardy just when they break lasers. Into Egypt. It's just lasers and a guy is smoking and he yeah. just like hops through them. Or like the there dancing was one where I saw where a girl blew chalk so she could see where the lasers were, <clears throat> and then she went and like. I had a spy kid. Shimmied. When I was a kid, I had a spy kid with a laser thing. A laser dance. No, <laughs> out of DVD. It was like, <laughs> here's how to dance. do the laser dance. <laughs> laser security system. Is that what would you even call that? I, I spelled security so wrong. S e c u i r t y. You just missed an eye. Security. Yeah, you just missed one eye. But it just looks wrong. Yeah, security. Security. Laser security system. We're working with security here. That's like what Arden calls his job, security. That'd be kind. Of, would you want to have that in your house? A laser security thing. To, for exercise or to work <laughs> would be art thieves. If you t- what did like it? for like a jungle gym for me. <laughs> Or that's my defense mechanism. For when you go to that's bed. That's the crux you, of what I'm saying, though. That's not That wouldn't stop anything. What do the lasers do? Why would you want a security system that's, like, penetrable in one specific way? Do you know what I mean? Like, you want a security system that no one could get through. It's true. It, music, you don't want a security museum. system that's, like, one very agile and lithe criminal could get through this. Yeah, just... Just lock the door. Just make the fucking floors really slippery. Or something. 
Really? <laughs> what would be the security system? Because <laughs> I was at floor. first I was gonna say make the floors pressure sensitive, and then I was like, fucking Mission Impossible. He just came in through the ceiling. True. You make the walls and the ceiling really cold. Just get like ten people <laughs> to stand around the thing, and just be like, I'll shoot whoever comes here. Yeah. Right. This is what you have to do. Every time there's an art heist. There's always they interview the security guard after, and it's always just like the biggest idiot in the world. Yeah, it's like, they, well, they they slid a container of knockout gas towards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if you think the, the they just don't think anyone would try to steal them. They're like, ah, oh, art art thievery is dead. The Why would, would they even anymore. have the security then? I wonder what I want to meet somebody that works at the Met and be like, what is the actual? Because you have things they they have hundreds of millions of dollars of stuff there, right? They probably wouldn't tell you. Right, but the I just Met, want, like, I in a general way, I'm like, what do you... If I was trying to steal something from the Met, I would get lost. Oh, in the Met? Yeah. yeah. I, I get lost when I'm just hanging out there. The rooms are numbered, and I couldn't find what I was looking for. I'd ask, I asked... I was trying to find... I looked up, like, where this specific Hieronymus Bosch painting was, because I wanted to see it. Because, like, the coolest one yeah. they had there. I love shit like that. Like, the like. I'm just sorry, what were you saying before? Like, the medieval... When you see like oh, a medi- medieval depiction of hell with like a weird demon, that's the best one. It's like eating it's a guy and like an acid him out. Trip. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, awesome. those are my favorite paintings. I really don't like, and the big ones, anything really big. Yeah, those are my favorite. But I was asking them like, I was like, basically, we were in like six oh one, and I'm trying to find six twenty five, and it's like they're one way is like six oh one, right next to it is six oh two. Right, and you just try and follow that, and so you're like, "All right, I can figure this out." And then I found six twenty four, and on the other side of it was six oh seven, and then you're not even back. That's like a dead end. It doesn't make any sense the layout. It's like they kind of just put rooms wherever. And I asked one security guard, and I was like, "How do I find six twenty five? And he like sent me down something, and then I ended up in like the hall of instruments. <laughs> <laughs> not even he had no idea, and he yeah. works there. And That's eventually true, I found it. I found somebody who, like, helped me find where it was. Yeah. But it's like even the people who work there get lost. It's crazy. Every time I'm there, I end up seeing the same, like, three things. Yeah. I've only been and to I four go, rooms. I go through a different way every time. <laughs> I end up in the Hall of Weapons every single yeah. time. There's only been one time I That's went the there. the coolest thing they have, I think. The weapons? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. They smell bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> you think you, you're getting sick like the what thing i had no no it's just every day you're yeah, farting like that? like that for me that's Damn. not even a big one you don't put milk in your coffee right no and i drink oat milk because oat milk really doesn't well, i had all that ice cream last night did i have ice cream last night i did right? I, mean, I saw you open it but i went to sleep oh yeah I ate some what do you think of that movie by the way the hunt it's fine it's entertaining right yeah the kills are great yeah it's like pretty on the nose with like what it's about Oh, yeah. I think you were wrong about that when you're like, this was removed from theaters because... It, what did no, you say? No, no, no. That's, they said when it, when it was supposed to be released, uh, it was removed from theaters because of COVID. But at the news surrounding it, like, turned it into a political thing. They were like, it was removed from theaters because it's like a pro-Trump movie. Oh, okay. But really, it was just because COVID shut everything down. Yeah, I think it was like making fun of both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was somebody just wanted to make an action movie that was like relevant to the zeitgeist of what's going on. 
Yeah. They like picked one thing and then they made their own and then they made a action movie yeah. about that. Whenever they make a movie it wasn't like bad. whenever they make a movie like that that isn't like really stupid. Uh-huh. I'm I'm just always very entertained by it. Like this it's the same thing with like uh was it hide and seek or something? Yeah. Ready or not, whatever that's what called. The president was that about? <laughs> it's just which is like it's not going to be a famous movie. No yeah. one's ever no one's going to remember it, but it's I like, like that movie. By the numbers it entertaining ready, and it works. Well, they made two. They made one called Hide and Seek and then they made one Ready or Not. And uh, Ready or Not was the one that came out with um what was that girl's name? She's a very good-looking actress and she marries like the rich family. And then they have to like play a game. And they play Hide and Seek, but the game was called Ready or Not. Or the movie was called Ready or Not. It was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. I lo- that's like my favorite kind of movie. It has no depth at all. It's just this is what the movie the movie is about. What if this happened? And yeah. it doesn't. There's no implications. It's not doesn't. It's not about anything. It doesn't say anything. It's like what if this happened? And then we're gonna make it really gory, and it's gonna star hot people. This is my favorite kind of movie. Yeah, that's what every movie used to be. Yeah. Yeah. For a time. That's just and then what all the ones was. that were actually about something were really well crafted and that was like disguised. Yeah. Like all the movies in the 50s that were about either McCarthyism or communism. Yeah. Either way they were told. They're all standalone great stories like on the waterfront. You know a movie you would really hate? You ever heard of Power of the Dog? No. The Power of the Dog came out this the year. Temple of the Dog. No. What's Temple of the Dog? That's, that's a like a band. band? Yeah, yeah, that's a band. <laughs> Power of the Dog came out this year, and it's about, like, it's like a Western sort of, but it's about um, toxic masculinity. <laughs> With it stars Benedict Cumberbatch. What is it? It's going gonna, it's gonna, to cowboys? It's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. I guarantee it. And it, it's, like, really hard to watch. That was my favorite and thing about... I like about... movies like that, but it was, like, fucking really hard to sit through. Yeah. That was my favorite thing about the movie that we watched the end of last night, The Last Duel. Was like how it was told in like three from three perspectives, and they told it from the two knights' perspective, and the whole time you're like, "Oh, this is entertaining," and then they tell it to the girls' perspective, and that's what you're waiting for. You're like, "Well, how does she see all of this?" And it's just like, "Life fucking sucks. <laughs> it's really bad." Which is like what you were saying about like that show Downton Abbey. Like, why do girls like this? Why do they romanticize this period? A time when they were, like, one step above property. It was like, well, this she was property. Like, in the movie, she's raped, and she needs her husband's support to go to court because he's the only one that can sue because legally it's, like, a property crime against him. And it's yep. like, it gets really, like, patriarchal do you whatever, know from it's the just, like, fucking horrible what yeah. her life is like. Do you know from the... And her life is the best life. That a woman could have. She's like... Yeah, she's like a, a 90, royal. The, the queen would be better, technically, but she's like a noble woman. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know from the beginning that you're going to see her side of the story? No, I, no, that's not like... It's not like in the appendix of the movie. Yeah. But like 20 minutes into it, you're like, oh, okay. I can kind of see how they're going to do this. Right. Yeah. Because they do like a half hour of the first guy's perspective and then a half hour of the other guy's and then the rest of the movie is hers true yeah Yeah, i was thinking about what we were talking about last night i was thinking about it this morning about (laughs) would you rather live in like medieval europe or or any or ancient anywhere else jack about that last night 
Yeah, I would rather live pretty much anywhere else than, than medieval, medieval Europe. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, even just that dumb show I've been watching, like ancient top ten. That's how you're picking. That's like when somebody's like, "What your dream home is? <laughs> your city is like ancient metropolis." <laughs> which, which metropolis you want? Yeah. No, fuck. There's. I want to live in dude, Nineveh. No medieval European place has ever made the list. No, because they were all terrible. Yeah, they yeah. have made zero advancements with technology. Like that period from like 1100. The Dark Ages. Yeah, or no, it's right? from whenever Rome fell, which is like 730 AD to like the Renaissance. It's almost a thousand years of just like, forget advancements. Things went backwards. They like lost technology. They didn't figure out how to build aqueducts until like the 1700s. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. That was like I read that book about uh, what the ancient Americas were like, right before the like white people came here, right before Europeans started to like explore and colonize the the New World. And it was talking about and basically most of the writings, if not all of the writings of ancient peoples in the Americas, have been lost. They were either destroyed, like they had a habit of when like one ancient city in the americas would conquer another one they would destroy everything they destroy their entire codex so like there's no way to even translate what they said because they like they had equivalents of like rosetta stones and they just fucking burn them they're like we're gonna wipe you off the face of the planet and then you'll be part of our culture so there's very very few texts that exist from them so like most of the accounts that we can glean like what their life was like are the first hand accounts of the colonists that came here so they're like inherently biased but most of the early ones are that like native americans when white people landed here they were like disgusted by white people because they're like their skin is all messed up like because they all have like because everyone in europe grew up surviving smallpox so anyone that was alive in europe basically had smallpox when they were a child so their skin is just covered in like pock marks and scars from yeah. the disease they had when they were a kid and that happened all the time and they lived in super close proximity to like pigs and cows so they had all the diseases that came from them and they lived in like inches of shit just on the farms and the native americans they lived like they had cities but their cities weren't like as structured with like walls and everybody had to live inside so they lived like more kind of outside and they like bathing was very important to them. And, like the Europeans came here and they're like, they're obsessed with cleaning their bodies. And it's like most of them had never fucking done that. <laughs> it's disgusting. If you lived in like a European city in the 1500s, just the stench of that dude, even if oh, you yeah. were rich, it'd be horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live there. No. It's bad. So that's how we feel. <laughs> I kind of turned off in the middle of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, really? They lost the codex? <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> that's the next Da Vinci codex. That is crazy that there's just so much shit we lost. That's a, the what I've gained from that show or what I've learned from this show. Mm. Mo mo the most important thing I've absorbed from it is like there's so much shit we just missed out on. We could be so much more advanced right now if people back in the day didn't just destroy knowledge. Everything. Yeah. They if if they if you invaded like, a city, they didn't take what they've learned and apply it in their own culture. They just burned their libraries. Or give them any credit for it. No. Or lie. 
Because that's the other thing is like, yeah, they were all like rapers and pillagers. And it's like they're the exact same people as you. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost. A bunch of uh, Donald Trumps. Um, you ever think about? Because I watch a lot of shit like that too, and they'll like, like the Rosetta Stone is a perfect example. Yeah. That's like this piece of writing that was the key to unlocking everything we know about a civilization. If you think about like in a thousand years or longer, three thousand years, if like there's a nuclear war tomorrow and all civilizations wiped out and thousands of years it's rebuilt and like they're like they speak an entirely different language and they don't know English at all and the only text they can find are your legal pads that you write your jokes on and that's the only insight they have into what human society was like if they found so like he was a chief named pooping butt (laughs) if they found (laughs) dude if they found my legal pads and then like one like copy of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone they would not know that it's the same language <laughs> be like what the, like the, the scribble that i write in is think, so like, harry mess. potter was our bible that we, <laughs> yeah. we believed in because we wouldn't be able to distinguish like yeah. what they just find like the screenplay or the books for um the fucking HBO show. For Blade. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone used to be vampires. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> vault that's kept is, like, the sci-fi one at whatever building <laughs> just doesn't fall down. So they think our entire society just believed in lichens. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, man. Or, like, I don't what would be the uh, sort of the strangest book if they found a book like oversexed teenagers? Over <laughs> they would know that's porn. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they would that. still like get horny and be like, "All right, this is a guy was jerking off writing this thing." But if they found like it, how much more compelling would that be than the Bible? If you read it and they were like, "Oh, there's a demon that if your if your heart is filled with fear, it'll like sense what you're afraid of and mm-hmm. try to like ruin your life with it." But then they get to the end and they're like, or did you, do you know what happens at the end of the book? Because I do. I don't want to ruin it for you. No, don't ruin it for me. I'm like, I think they like wish their way out, don't they? But something like, it's something so crazy happens that yeah. <laughs> there's no precedent for in the book. Oh, okay. That if you, were, if you were reading it, thinking like this is a true account of something that this happened. Some kind of document. You would believe that the this like had some truth about the universe in it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy what happens to that. Fuck, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to say it. <laughs> it's. It's. I have like. I'm actually really liking the book right now. I only have like 150 okay. pages left. It's so crazy what happens at the end. It was like the only reason I watched both of the movies was because see if they do that. I hoped that that's what would happen at the end. And they don't, right? It doesn't. Yeah. The, the movies, movies fucking suck. They're so bad. Which ones? The new ones. The new with ones. The Skarsgård. Yeah. Even the Tim Burton ones. Well, or the whatever. Tim whatever. Tim They're just Curry ones. Tim Curry. Yeah. Those I remember my brother showed those to me when I was like seven years old and I couldn't walk past storm drains. Like terrified me. Yeah. And then I watched them when I was like fifteen or sixteen and I was like, Oh, this I didn't even know this was a made for T V movie. This is like horrible. Yeah. The acting in this. Tim Curry is the only enjoyable part of it, and just because he really goes for it. You ever see the picture of him on set? Smoking a cigarette. Holding an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great picture. You ever see the picture of him, like, recently? No. 
Just any of them. He's he's still he's, <laughs> no, he's got like MS or something and <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> in like a wheelchair. <laughs> he's like such a part of like I I know so well who he is. I've only seen three movies with him in them. Wait, wasn't he Wild Thornberries? He was the dad, right? Nigel I, Thornberry. I don't know. I don't know. Do they just look alike? Nigel, the Wild Thornberries is a cartoon. cartoon yeah, yeah, but I think he voiced the dad. Oh, maybe I don't know. That's like would that be card, that, but that's not even like a huge. No, but it just was on TV when yeah. I was growing up. But the he's in Home Alone too. Oh, who's he in Home he's Alone? He's like too? a he's a like concierge. Oh, okay. He had a lot of roles like that though. Like bit parts, and yeah. then the, and then the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's the main thing. And it were his like claims it, where he's to a clown. fame. Yeah. And uh, have you ever seen the movie Congo? I've brought this up to you so many times with him and Sigourney Weaver. No, I've never. You gotta seen watch it. this movie, dude. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't even. Know I don't even recall us ever talking like, about it. Do you remember like being a kid and just watching TV all the time, and like certain things would leave an impact on you? Yeah, that's why I watch it like ancient top 10 but i mean like movies like narrative stuff okay i remember watching stuff when i was a kid alone and like if it left an impact on me some part of me was like oh this is something everybody knows about like i'm watching congo this is like a part of like film lexicon yeah you know and then i would talk and no one i've ever talked to has seen it (laughs) i'm like this is like an important moment in film and i haven't seen it since i was a little kid but the plot of the movie is incredible. I want to yeah. rewatch it because it's Sigourney Weaver, who was a fucking rock star for a little bit, and Tim Curry, who I'm like, oh, he must be incredibly famous, and he is. But he's done like six things. I almost he's he, the type but of guy, he, he must have had a different career. He isn't incredibly famous though. He's not. No, like he is one of those guys. Like if people one the is Rocky like Rocky Horror Picture Show is just, like everyone just knows who he is. A lot of people know who he is, but it's like when it, when it, they, when they decided we're gonna make another it movie, yeah, and people were like, "Oh, you got to give it up for the guy who did it the first time, mm-hmm. who made it the first it, which sucks." Yeah, but he was the only reason people remember it. I think it's just because everything I watched with him, I was so young. Yeah, like he terrified me when I was a kid, and then Congo, yeah. I thought was maybe the greatest picture ever made. <laughs> There's <laughs> a monkey that can talk. I have so Dude, much. The plot of this movie is like, for whatever reason, okay. <laughs> like, there's a gorilla, right? I think its name is Amy. And they teach the gorilla sign language so the gorilla can talk to people. But then they put like a, a robotic arm on the gorilla's arm. So that anytime it's like text to speak, whenever it signs, it has a voice. <laughs> so it's like it can already sign, but the way they understand it is like they give it a thing that's like a, a Stephen Hawking way of talking. And they have that. And then they have the monkey's handler. And Sigourney Reaver is somehow involved with them. And then Tim Curry sponsors a trip to, like, take the gorilla back to its home. And its ancestral home is, like, laden with these huge diamonds where all the other monkeys are. And so it, that's, like, the plot of the movie. It's fucking so cool. <laughs> but I remember being like, wait, it can already talk. It can use sign language. But you can't understand it unless it can talk in English. It's so fucking stupid. This is probably the twelfth or thirteenth time you've explained that movie to me, and I—the <laughs> second you started talking about it, <laughs> I just turned off. Dude, that's not a movie. Fuck it. Anybody has seen <laughs> or should. I have. You know that? Remember that movie Project? I'd love X? to go to like film school sarcastically. 
and I do my dissertation on Congo. <laughs> Congo, 1987. <laughs> when you said talking monkey, yeah. it reminded me of this. You ever, um, you know that movie Project X about like the big yeah, party? I saw it, but yeah. It was like a popular movie just about a party. Yeah. There's no plot, really. It's just like a montage of It's like a partying. found footage thing, right? Yeah. There's another movie called Project X with, I think it was Michael J. Fox. Who is this? Matthew Broderick. With <laughs> it's just, it's called Project X, but it's uh, about like a guy who's in the Air Force and he's in this, <laughs> let me read the plot. Air Force assigns pilot Jimmy Garrett to watch over a group of chimpanzees used for military experiments. Jeremy Jimmy bonds with Virgil, a chimp capable of communicating with sign language. But when he witnesses the military's plan to kill the animals with radiation, he uh, enlists the help of Terry to free the chimps. So when that movie came out, I was in like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. The party one. This is a real. Oh, okay. When I was the par- say, this really? one came. This th- movie came out like ten years no. ago. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. <laughs> Matthew Roderick. Um, with that Project X, the party one came out when I was in like eighth grade, and like every all the kids in my high school saw it, and they're all like, oh, "I can't wait to go to high school and see what this movie's about." And I fucking this one kid in my <laughs> community <laughs> consumer <laughs> sciences class. Every time someone would tell him about this movie, he's like, "But what about like the monkey?" <laughs> <laughs> He hadn't seen either of them. He just saw, he looked it up and saw the poster. <laughs> Matthew Broderick, like, high-fiving a monkey. <laughs> he was like, like he, when, like, is Matthew Broderick in it? And he was like, no. Is he the dad? Is he the dad? Does the monkey throw the party? <laughs> he thinks it's like, what's that movie where they find Bigfoot and bring him home? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Harry it's and the like Hendersons something or something? Like that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> dad buys a zoo and brings a monkey and he just throws the biggest party anyone's ever seen (laughs) all the kids like all this debaucherous thing also it's like all these kids get drunk and lose their virginity but then it's got like the slapstick comedy of like alf walking around (laughs) oh my god that would be the best movie I That'd think I've ever seen. Awesome. If it was like like an ET type movie where yeah. they, this kid finds an alien and brings him home, and then they all find themselves and have sex. No. <laughs> 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 they just the kid has to go to school and his parents has to go to have to go to work. So he's like, "All right, just stay in my room and don't go outside." And, and they the come home. He's <laughs> like, "But I bought you beer and cigarettes." <laughs> <laughs> just fuck the monkey can buy beer for whatever reason that's the first thing he says in in Amer- english yeah. american <laughs> i think it's in english but i bought you can talk yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. man that'd be awesome uh there's so much what you're saying about like congo is so like I have so many movie and TV experiences where I'm like I guess I was watching them while an adult was like poking the soft spot in my skull yeah. and they I'm just like this is everyone this knows is nothing this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing I had to like learn that Chuck Norris was a joke you thought he was like the act- did you watch Chuck Norris movies? all the time I've never seen a Chuck Norris movie when I was a kid 
Well, he did like he had some classics like Enter the Dragon or whatever because he that's how he started his career. He was like a martial arts guy. He was trained by Bruce Lee, I think. Yeah. So he was in like I think it was Enter the Dragon. He's like a, that's like a classic '70s kung fu movie with him and Bruce Lee, the co-star. I think he's the bad guy, Chuck Norris. Um, but then he was like before Steven Seagal. That's who he was. And when I grew up, we didn't have cable. We just had, like, a TV in the basement with a VHS. And my dad had, like, 50 cassettes. And, like, 25 of them were Chuck Norris movies. And so I watched all of them, like, over and over again. And I was like, okay, so he's, like, the biggest celebrity that's ever been. And that was true. for He was, like, Delta Force, like, all this shit. He was, like, the most bankable action star. But, like, not when I was growing up. Like, decades before. And so I, like, when I f- started, like, going to, like, middle school and shit and hanging out at people's houses who had TV, and I would see him, like, selling an ab machine, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing with his career? <laughs> and I had to learn that he's like, oh, everyone's, like, he's, like, the butt of a joke with pretty much everybody else. Yeah. But I thought he was, like, the definition of Hollywood. It's like I grew up as, like, an immigrant, like a kid <laughs> in Bangladesh who has, like, a handful of tapes. And I just see, like, a Bruce Springsteen thing, and I'm like, oh, it's like that movie where the kid comes to America because of Bruce Springsteen. Well, I guess he's also a megastar. But do you know what I mean? Like, I had, like, a strange implant of, like, what culture was, even though I Did lived Did you watch here. that movie? No. I do love Bruce Springsteen, though. Yeah, you're a Jersey boy. Yeah. Of course you I would. I hate John Bon Jovi. You ever seen that movie? Um... Renegade <laughs> is not a bad song, though. What is it a Bon Jovi song? Ooh, bon Jovi's fine. She's a little renegade. Really? Is he fine? With like so whatever. He was like, if I was playing like rock band or guitar hero, yeah, I'd be of like, course. That's a fu- those are fun songs to play, but I wouldn't listen to any of them. I'm no, not a, he sucks. Yeah, he's whatever. No, I don't like John Bon Jovi at all. One time I said that to some, somebody who was like, found out I was Jer- from Jersey. They found out I was Jersey. And they were like, you like John Bon Jovi? And I was like, not at all. And they're like, oh. North Jersey. And I was like, he just sucks, dude. <laughs> His music is fucking lame. <laughs> it was not the 80s, and this is like coming on the radio, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I'm wanted. <laughs> Renegade is a good song, but everything else. Renegade was his first hit. I didn't know that. That was like his first song that came out, and it was like a massive radio hit, and then everything else by him sucks. That's funny. That, like, Bruce Springsteen's like the hero of Jersey. Yeah. But it just makes Jersey look bad that you can become the hero of Jersey by, by like just patronizing, fuck yeah. like plumbers and shit, and just like singing about getting out of Jersey and never leaving. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe we were born to run. Just being a, down a to Asbury Park, bajillionaire, no and singing about being a working class guy. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, like, dude, he's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, whatever. You listen to Jersey Girl. You ever, you ever seen Jersey Boys? You ever gone to that play? No. Of course not. That's it's, not the same It's thing. all Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's Bruce Springsteen and Frank Sinatra and Tom Cruise. Bruce Bon Jovi. The Jersey Boys. Have you seen the movie? I this? saw Bruce Springsteen. You saw the Springsteen on Broadway thing? No, like six months ago I saw him. Wait. I was like, I was, it, was def- it was since we were living here, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was that, just before. That's within six months. Yeah, but it was six months a year ago, whatever. And I was like, I was in Midtown and I was like trying to cut across. I guess I was going back to Jersey for something. And I'm walking and like this one street is like blocked off. And so I have to go up and around and I go down this other street. And it's like this, there's like 
like a thousand people on this like on the sidewalks right it's fucking crazy it's right in the theater district and i'm like oh i guess like hamilton is like getting out or letting in one or the other and so all these people and all of them white and all of them in like their 50s and 60s i'm like whatever it's like bridge and tunnel crowd and i'm like trying to just get (laughs) down the side i'm trying to cross get down the street so i'm just walking in the middle of the street right and then like everyone starts screaming in like a happy way and then this like uh like tahoe starts pulling out and all these middle-aged men and women are like chasing after the tahoe and then like there's a guy in it just like waving at people and i see him I'm like oh it's fucking bruce springsteen that's pretty cool but it's like a hundred and thousand people in their fifties, like chasing after his car. Ugh. How is this cool to you still? Like you did this forty years ago, whenever Live from Asbury Park came out, and yeah. you're still doing it. That's lame when you're, you know, twenty. But it's at least it's like okay, yeah, you're a huge fan of summoning, and you're a dumb kid. So like, and go he's ahead. like got sex appeal, and like you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're all drunk and whatever. But like you guys have kids. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid. You're running after a car. Yeah, that's. I watched a, this documentary about boys to men, mm-hmm. where now they're like. I remember when you were watching that. Did you watch the end of it with me? I remember when they like sold out some theater and then they like couldn't sell out like a hundred person venue. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? What was the band? The white band that like stole their sound. New Kids on the Block or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Any any of those. Right. Boy Elvis bands. Presley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had the end of the documentary was them like ho- doing a show for like, you know, a hundred people. Yeah. And they're all like 500 like, person venue. Yeah. And they're all like 55 year old women. Mm-hmm. And the women are going like crazy. And then after the show, they take pictures with these guys. And they're like, I can't believe I'm meeting. They're like crying and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, there's no way your life is but awesome if well, this is what you're doing. Here's right the now. thing about that, though, is at least. What's going on there is it's you have a boy band that, like, was, like, sexy and whatever back 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And then you have all these women who are, like, seeing them later and, like, kind of reliving their days as, like, young girls. The difference is that these were fucking grown men chasing after Bruce Springsteen. It's different. It's so much lamer, dude. It's like you're just chasing after him. It's not like a sex thing now. You just think he's cool. How do you cool. know it's not a sex thing? <laughs> I, I saw a thousand gay men in their <laughs> 60s chasing Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's I'd actually be... fleeing them. He's like trying to get yeah. away. I'd be on board with it if it's a sex thing. Now, That's I'm, what I think I'll, it is. I'll change my stance. I'll, I'm, yeah. If no matter what your age and is, and it's not like a sex thing in that they're cr- they're not trying to have sex with them. They're no. reliving it's their just, youth. You this know. guy was when you were a teenager. These guys were on a poster Hottest on your thing. wall, yeah. and you would make out with them and yeah. rub your box against the wall. I want every single one of the men I saw chasing Christine to tell me that. When I was a kid, he was on my wall, and I used to. I wouldn't tell anybody back then, but I used to masturbate looking at him. <laughs> Okay, you shouldn't tell anyone now. I would masturbate to something that was a 90 degree angle away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It was on like a 45 because I lived in an attic. <laughs> <laughs> he sits his son down. His son, you know, things are different. Like when I was a kid, I wouldn't be able to tell my old man that I would masturbate to photos of Bruce Springsteen. I wasn't able to tell my parents as much as it broke my heart. 
that I used to lay on my bed and masturbate to a photo of Bruce Springsteen and shoot ropes directly onto the ceiling yeah. and hit the poster. And I never cleaned it. I would hit. Do you see how far that is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm In laying this very down. room. I used to. And <laughs> I have the poster. <laughs> so if you want to hang I that literally up, cannot peel it off the ceiling. This is something <laughs> we could do together now. <laughs> Did you watch Peter Ravello's video he put up today? Yeah, it was really funny. It was fucking so fucking thing. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of those videos makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. They're great. He's the fucking man. Oh, but fuck. What are, have you seen that movie about... Fuck, fuck. It's just been in my head now. It's about the guy who everyone forgets who the Beatles are, and he's the Yesterday. only one who remembers. Yeah. I didn't watch it. You never seen it? No. You should. You'd like that movie. Dude, that just like takes credit. How is this guy the hero in the movie? Because at the end, he's like, uh, "Sorry." Okay, so what? What is it? Does he get caught though? I thought it was like another person remembers. There are like five people that remember. Okay. And at the end, he's just like, "I just feel bad about doing this." These are uh, these songs are written by these other guys, but they don't exist in this universe. Or the other five people that remember the Beatles. They're just random what, John people. John Lennon, Paul McCartney. I think Stu what it, I think it's a Mandela effect movie. Mm-hmm. It's like they're in a now they're in a dimension or a universe where the Beatles didn't don't exist, and there are other things. They're like oh, so it is a Mandela. It's also the Baron yeah, Bears and Cup of Noodle. They're random. Yeah, there's random shit like that where like he meets another person who's like remembers the Beatles, and the other person's like, "Have you been able to like buy a Kit Kat anywhere?" And the guy's mm-hmm. like, "I haven't." <laughs> <laughs> I've been focusing on the Beatles <laughs> this whole time. And he was like, "Yeah, the Beatles suck, dude. I'm, I'm like happy they're gone. I'm <laughs> trying to find a Kit Kat, though." <laughs> I don't think I'd even notice. It would take the me. Kit Kats are gone. No, the Beatles. It would take me years. I still listen to the Beatles, but it would take me years to have a conversation with someone and then be like, them just not know about, about the Beatles for me to be like, "Oh, like I guess th- you know, no one remembers these guys." Would you have that thought of like I would have to talk I'm to like the only one that remembers them, no. or would you have a psychotic break? I would also, ha- would you use it to your benefit? After he's pretty lucky, he could sing and play guitar. Yeah, that that's what, what the movie you is. Remembered. It's like he's a bad musician, right? And then, but he yeah. has at least the skill to make a song or sing a song. What if that happened? But you were the only it's one that me. you were the only one that remembers Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only guy that remembers like dmx (laughs) (laughs) it's you wake up it's it's 1998 yeah you're the only you know what i show no love for homo thugs (laughs) (laughs) like yo (laughs) bars dude and i'm like and another thing how you gonna explain fucking a man People don't even register that it's it's music that you're yeah. doing. <laughs> and then I have to do a thing where like I I'm like a Brian Eno, like I'm the voice of Los Angeles hip hop, <laughs> but I have to be behind a curtain lest they find out I'm white. <laughs> Where's that movie, dude? What? The white rapper who like can't come out that he's white. That's Brian Brian Eno is Brian stuff like that. No, well Brian Eno like I know he who hated Brian Eno the spotlight. So yeah. he would when he was in Roxy music he would perform behind a curtain. He didn't want anyone to see his face. I can respect that. Perform was also like on a synthesizer, so yeah. But it sounded cool. I'm a I'm a Brian Eno fan. I, I like he's a great producer, him. and I like Roxy music a lot. Yeah. Him and uh, Brian Ferris were the guys behind Roxy music. 
Yeah, that's a that's forward thinking. I feel like back when he was really popping off, it would have been fun to be famous. Oh yeah. But nowadays, it can't be fun to be famous at all. But they weren't like, like, rock stars. You know, like they they had poppy music for sure, and they had like pop hits. Yeah, but but they were a little bit. They had enough weird. clout to be famous. To yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could go places, and people would know who they are. And yeah, do you ever? Are you familiar with their body of work at all? I know Roxy Music. I know Brian Eno's solo career more. They have like they have a lot of like very sexual songs, and then they have like a lot of mainstream pop songs. They have like. They have a song that was like uh, some bank, like Citigroup or something, took out the words and used it as like the background for their commercials for a while. So incredible pop hits that people recognize. And then they have like album covers that are just like five naked women, just like with their tits and vagina out. So it looks (laughs) some pretty weird shit out there. They're awesome. I like Roxy Music a lot. Cool, dude. I'm not. Codex. I'll probably never uh, look into them. Yeah. Would you want to be famous right now? Comedy famous. Yeah. But no, not any other kind of famous. Yeah. I think the only time that would it would be fun to be famous. Well, I don't think it would ever be fun to be famous. But the only time it would be fun to be famous if like, you were like in like the 50s. Maybe the 60s. Like golden age of Hollywood famous. Where you're a household name, but no one knows anything anything about you other than like what the studios and your pr people have like woven together as like yeah. who your identity is and that's what's sold to the people if you're like no one has married a single idea who you are yeah actually but now it's the opposite now it's like people like know how celebrities think about shit yeah. but now it's a lot of times it's like studios will try to do that or at least the media will try to do that and someone's pr- publicist will try mm-hmm. to sell an image of someone and then they'll either fuck it up themselves or someone will come out with a story. And be yeah, like, well, the game is how can we corrupt this? Yeah. That's like what TMZ, that's what their mission is. Yeah. And it's, it sucks that, like, <laughs> it must be so weird to be an actor because it's like, you're just, you're, there's nothing about you that, like, is important for people to know. No. Like, you're just, a, you're just your good at being other be people. Someone else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now you have to, you're scrutinized for, like, your opinions. It's like, yeah, but you're a moron. Right. You also like, let, I only have respect let for this guy be like a guy like Daniel Day Lewis, who never says anything about anything ever. I think recently he had some stuff to say, but before that, never anything. And it's like, and he's also one of the greatest actors of all time. It's like, yeah, that's what that job is. Being, it's like actors now, it's like the job is being a celebrity, and then they also act. That's kind of how they got that job. It's ins- and it's like also the media to be able to ask them questions about what they think about shit. Yeah. It's like, dude, just fucking, can't he just pretend for a living? That's what his whole job is. Why does he have to like feel some way about climate change? He's not qualified. He, he never did. went to school for fucking anything, yeah. let alone politics. As there is a an attempt to like boycott uh, Marvel, like any Marvel movie with Chris Pratt in it because people thought he was a Republican or something. That's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's not a Republican as Star-Lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching the dumbest fucking movie ever made. Right. Like, who who cares what he Did personally you see believes? they made a new show, Marvel show, about, like, a hero I never heard of, like, the, the Midnight Man or something? But I don't know. 
and the actor that played him died today. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a shame, too, because he was like, you know, they're making that Jared Leto movie about Dr. Morbius. No. Another hero you never heard of in the Marvel Universe, and they're just going to, like, have it played by Jared Leto. Which, it's annoying enough that they're making more of these movies to cash in on it, but give the job to a hot guy that no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. That will make that movie way more enjoyable if you... Because there's no acting going on here. Anybody in great shape can do this. I feel like like the press has been digging for eight years now to try to find dirt on Jared Leto. Yeah. But he's a psychopath who doesn't do anything ever. Yeah. All they've found out is he probably just has no genitals or anything. (laughs) He's a Ken doll. If he got like a Me Too or something, I think everyone would be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. This guy sucks. Yeah. He's the. I hate that dude. He's a great actor though. Yeah, he's sure. Yeah. But he's the weirdest fucking piece of shit. I just. You ever watch interviews with him? Yeah. Yeah. He's such a douche. But the fucking, they made this show, it's a Disney Plus show, and they cast an actor who's like, he's probably a pretty big French actor. Yeah. But, you know, he di- he's, he's been in died. like a couple things, and he died, I think, yesterday. Yeah. But that's because it's like you fucking, you did exactly what I want. You made a movie, you're making content no one gives a fuck about, nobody asked for, but you're putting a lot of money into it, and people will watch it. And you're probably going to do, for like a Marvel fan, you're going to do a satisfying job. They'll they will like whatever this is. It will do very well. And it probably will be a watchable show. And then you fucking cast it. You cast a dude no one's ever heard of before, for the most part. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what they should be doing with these movies. That's what they should have done with all of the Marvel movies. Yeah, but now it's, I mean, I guess because they're done with phase one and people see like, all right, this is the new like powerhouse. Mm-hmm. It, it's just its own enormous studio. So, like, I think any star will just walk into Marvel Studios with their agent and be like, I want to make want you a know, piece of this. $40 million. Yeah. And they have such, like, a deep roster yeah. with different heroes they can do that you've never heard of before. Yeah. It's really incredible. I had never heard of Iron Man before. Actually? The movie. I didn't know. Not even, like, the song? I've heard the song Iron Man. I didn't yeah, know it was Marvel was hero. hero. I knew yeah. who Iron Man was. I remember there was cartoons when I was a kid. Um... But yeah, like the classic ones, like the Hulk and all that, I heard of. I knew the Hulk, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Captain America, maybe. Green Lantern? Mm. No. Doctor Strange? No. <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. I knew about the newest one. WandaVision. Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing is like every time they make one, it's just even more powerful. Yeah. How is there any, ever going to be a problem? They should know. all fight each other. That's at the end of every one of those movies. It's like, how is either everyone they should make it not incredibly dead or dark everyone Where superior. all of them decide to fight each other and the winner subjugates Earth. <laughs> Enslaves everybody. That would be great. Yeah. I like when I... Did you watch like the Infinity Wars and the other I one? I saw... Ultimate Infinity... What's the last one? Ultimatum? What's the after the Bourne Infinity Ultimatum? War? <laughs> Jason Bourne's the newest Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and the girl. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking well. That's like the Archer guy is kind of him. There are there are so many Avengers. Like the disparity in power between a lot of these is like, how is this guy even 
like allowed in the boardroom. Yeah. Well, you have the dude who has <laughs> no superheroes, can... no superpowers. He's just rich and has an expensive suit. Yeah. And then you have Captain Marvel who like has superpowers, crazy superpowers. And then you have Doctor Strange who can like shape the fabric of time. He can just go back to when you didn't have powers and kill you. But he doesn't do that. Right. Ever. Why? Yeah, I don't know. That's when in the Infinity Wars when they like leave the planet and they're fighting on other planets. Mm-hmm. It's like, then why are you going to bring Jeremy Renner along? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just let, let him what deal with runs out of arrows. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch that show, The Boys? I can't get into it. I'm so, I, you know what I liked? that I liked that movie Kick-Ass. I didn't see that one. That was like entertaining. It was fun. But then every movie after that were, or show where the point is like, it's superheroes, but like a new take but they got to add it to I'm like, I don't fucking like, yeah, the superheroes are the Watchmen? bad guys. I don't give a fuck. The movie, The Watchmen? No, I don't, I don't care. You didn't watch the movie? No. I think you'd like the movie. The movie's what? It's like three hours long, right? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm I don't good. know. That's got to stop. That shit? No. I'm not on board with that. There was like, because that's what it used to be. It used to be up until like the fucking seventies, they would make movies that were like two and a half, two hours and fifty minutes long, but yeah. they would have an intermission. So you have a break in the middle, you can go take a piss. Spider Man came out, it's like two hours and forty minutes long for a Spider Man movie. <laughs> Who the fuck cares, dude? It's not like a Martin Scorsese movie. It's not the Irishman. It's Spider Man. Just because he has to fight everyone that's ever been in the Spider Man movie, I guess. I didn't see it. That's yeah. insane. And they're not gonna do an intermission with that. They yeah. should go back. Any also superhero like, movie, I don't care if they make a million of them, 90 minutes. I'll watch all of them. If you make them shorter, I'll watch them. Yeah, true. I guess there they is, don't need to like... There is no point. They're not making more money by making it longer. <clears throat> by making it longer, no. Yeah. I think they can make them... They do. They make them less silly, though, is kind of what they're doing. Is they, they make them have more like narrative value, and the people that really nerd out on like the universe... It's like because everything has like Easter eggs for like later films, and they're setting all this shit up. Yeah, it's fucking. I don't care, dude. Yeah, I don't. You know, I guess they. It's just so much content. They shat so much out. It's like you can be a fan of this in any way you want. Yeah, you can be a fan of the whole universe. You can just like the movies are so easy to watch. Yeah, you You can just like your planet. You can just like one hero, and there are ten movies to watch. That, I remember I looked into it a little while ago, like what the Marvel comic universe is right now, where it stands. And if you want to watch it from like, I think Iron Man was the first one in this, what's going on right now. Because like the, no, like no, the now Ed, it's because now it's phase two. Well, the Ed Norton Hulk movies are not in canon. They're not. Yeah. I think it's the other guy. What's his name? Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Because yeah. there, there aren't any Hulk movies with him. He has no individual movies? I He's, thought he had one. No. Okay, whatever. But, like, the first movie that's in canon goes back to, like, 2003. Remember, I looked it up. If you want to watch them, like, chronologically, it's, like, fucking 27 movies and seasons of TV shows that they've created over the last 18 years. And that, like, tells the full story. So if you're, like, a nerd that loves to really get into, like, the thick of this shit, they've just created so many hours of content for you to just fucking cream your pants over they they nailed it with that shit dude yeah they knew exactly what comic book nerds loved and they translated that perfectly to cinema 
they really they fucking killed it dude they took like the pulp like pornographic value of comic books and they found a way to do what dc couldn't do and just create this like incredibly thick world that you can watch instead of reading yeah it's impressive it is that's my favorite thing about this like era of like superhero movie making stuff is mm-hmm. DC trying to catch up and just making the worst movies. Whipping every anyone single yeah. one of them, dude. Like because so they badly. Tried to, they tried to catch up way too late. Well, because they DC... They tried to catch up like 10 years late. DC made the greatest superhero movie ever, which is The Dark Knight. Wonder... Or, okay. Wonder, Wonder yeah. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. That's the one... Wonder Woman, too. When they when they released Wonder Woman, that was the one DC movie no one could trash. That was the only movie I've ever walked out of... Or no, up until I saw Macbeth the other day. It was the only time I ever walked out of a theater. It's terrible. Yeah. Wonder Woman is so bad. Yeah, it but was it's, terrible. And it went with, like, five girls. Yeah, but it's also and not... And were like, this is... Yeah, it's not, not worse than any other DC movie, right? It's not, like, the no, point Superman I'm making. Superman was terrible. They're all horrible. Justice League was terrible. But Dawn it's of like, Justice. No, when that when Wonder Woman came out, people were like, it's a really important step for... When, like, no, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. It's not good. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, I, they cast somebody who was like... It was cool they cast an Israeli girl, too, because it's like they're going to try and make this movie that's, like, not going to offend anybody. Yeah. It's like, oh... <laughs> People hate her for an entirely different thing. I fucking dude, I I made a joke about that on mm-hmm. a different uh, on the podcast that was Sarah, and the guy got mad at me for it. I thought your joke was wait, what was it? It was something about Jews. I remember something about Jews, but I oh yeah, that's right. I cut out the joke I made about mm. it was essentially that. Right. It was like they're trying to make this movie that's just, it's only like a, a thing for women. Right. It's essentially just like a virtue signal for like, look, we made a woman the superhero. Yeah. Thing. And they're just, it's Andy not trying to hurt somebody, anyone's feelings. Like, she's not white, yeah, but, but then, she's not black, so it's yeah, safe. But People will still watch it, but she's ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. And it's like, oh, the, but she's Israeli. The, the joke I made about it was, like, yeah, it was like, all men are Palestinian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, That's I, fucking awesome. Fucking, my co-host was like, we have to cut that out. I was like, what the fuck? It's so funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> and it's, it's not what's happening We're in this have to cut that out dumb fucking though. movie. Oh, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna really be offended at an hour seventeen minutes in. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that shit's fucking so goofy. Yeah. All right, should we do maybe we're done? Yeah. All right. <laughs>